Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Junkyard Dollcast. With Kip Adams, we are coming to you from a very empty Sanford Stadium after Saturday's G-Day game. Uh, the red team got the upper hand on the black team, 31-26. to Had a chance to watch a lot of different Bulldogs in this spring game to close spring. Um, and a lot to take away from this, so we want to take a little bit of time after the scrimmage. Talk about what we saw and, and some of our big takeaways. And uh, Kip, I think it would be a mistake not to start with the quarterbacks, you know, to talk about what we saw specifically from Carson Beck and Brock Vandegrift. I thought from what we saw from both, I thought Carson very clearly had the better day. Uh, Brock finished strong with the way he was able to play and, and getting a touchdown there late. But what did you make of how both those quarterbacks played in the spring game? I think you, you could tell that Carson had that extra year of experience under his belt. And obviously last season kind of got to play a little bit as the number two quarterback. But, you know, in this type of offense, uh, you know, experience and reps pay off. It paid off for Stetson Bennett when he got the offseason to, to work with uh, Todd Munkin. And now it's paid off for Carson Beck because he definitely had control, confidence, command of the offense. Just the, the comfort level was very apparent with him. And, and, you know, honestly, the last couple of years, that was kind of up in the air as to, you know, what Carson Beck's future held. He has obviously not won the quarterback battle, but on the field on Saturday at G-Day, I mean, he looked like a QB1 for Georgia. Looked like the type of player that could lead this offense. And I think, he, you know, talking to him after the, the game, he kind of had that, that air about him that, you know, I can be a leader for this team, and I am ready to kind of take the helm of Georgia's offense. So, like you said, Brock Vandergrift had some moments there. Obviously got a lot of talent. Uh, the athleticism was apparent as well. As far as comfort level and command, it is definitely Carson's uh, you know, advantage. Carson right now as we head into the offseason, we're going to be talking about this, you know, every week. Uh, the quarterback battle is, the you know, that main storyline for Georgia. They'll go as far as the quarterback takes them. But, Based on what we saw today, it looks pretty bright for Georgia's offense if Carson Beck does win the job. No doubt. Uh, looking through some of the numbers really quickly, and, and both quarterbacks played for both offenses. Carson Beck finished uh, 15 of 22 for 231 yards, had one touchdown. I believe that was to Arian Smith in the middle of the end zone. Uh, Brock Vandegrift, he wound up going 13 of 25, one interception, 175 yards, did have two touchdowns. Um, you know, I think we kind of hit on the biggest thing with those two quarterbacks. And the thing to, to really keep in mind is this was one day. And, you know, we talked to Brock Vandergrift after the fact uh, and uh, got a chance uh, to uh, – you guys get out of here. We're trying to work over here. Uh, we uh, 
you know, you have to keep in mind uh, that this was just one day. And Brock talked about it after the fact and said, you know, that he had a little bit of nerves. He said, you know, this was the most that he had uh, played in Sanford Stadium before. And I think you got to keep that in mind. So I don't think this was necessarily the end-all, be-all. But, you know, a lot of what the conversation has been during spring uh, has been that, uh, you know, that both guys have played well, but that, you know, the, the expectation was, well, we still think Carson is still ahead. Um, that, that's how I feel coming out of this, understanding, too, there's still a long way to go. And even by the time they start the season, the story may be very different. They ask a lot of their quarterbacks in this offense. And I think you have to remember, where was Carson back a year ago? I mean, what did we see out of him when we were trying to look ahead to life after Stetson Bennett? who was going to be the next quarterback, who couldn't sit there and say a year ago that we knew that Carson would continue to develop, progress, and take control. But now, you know, just having watched everything unfold, you have to look at Brock Vandegrift and and see the same thing that, you know, he's not at a different place than where Carson was last year. So writing him off in this quarterback battle would be a mistake, but also just thinking about if Carson does win the job, uh, Brock Vandergriff, his future, whether it's a Georgia, you know, his, as a starting quarterback, I don't think you can write him off as, as, as being potentially a starter, you know, if not this year, then next year. And whether that's a Georgia or whether it's somewhere else, I mean, we, you know, Georgia has to be prepared that they might not keep all of their quarterbacks. I think they'll be able to keep them all into the fall, but if we're looking ahead to next year, that's obviously going to be part of the discussion as well. Whoever wins this job, you know, the other quarterbacks will have to you know, make those decisions. But right now, where it stands, I would not take too much from this, from the Brock Vandegrift perspective, only that he's still picking it all up. He's still learning the offense and, and getting more comfortable with every rep. And so that's why it was really important this spring for him and for Gunnar Stockton just to get as many reps as possible because – QB2, you're only a play away from, from being in that starting lineup. So uh, I, I think uh, you should be pretty excited, you know, for, for Carson Beck, the time he's put into this, uh, you know, going into the year four, uh, you know, the other quarterbacks under Kirby Smart. I mean, if you didn't win the job, uh, we've seen quarterbacks leave. And uh, Carson Beck stayed. He's continued to get better. And uh, I think right now he's as good as we've ever really seen him. Uh, Got to keep your composure, just like uh, if uh, Palmer Toms and Jake Rowe from Dogs HQ are walking by, or if you're, you know, our buddies over there, uh, or if uh, you got the defense coming in at you, and that's what those quarterbacks are dealing with. Uh, just other random observations, and I'll throw it to you in a second, Kip. Thought Xavier Sori played really well, seven tackles. I believe he led both teams. Uh, it was really sideline to sideline. I thought he had a really good day, and I think that was a big deal because right now Smile Munden's hurt. We had put that on the board earlier today. He was in a boot. A few other players have been banged up as well. Branson Robinson was one. Um, other guys that stood out, C.J. Allen, thought he played well. Um, you know, Damon. Wilson coming off the edge, I thought as a young guy, he looked pretty good. Uh, Raylan Wilson had a huge pick six that kind of sealed the deal for the red team. So you got to like that youth and and what they were showing. Other notes, other things that stood out to me, I thought the offense really just as a whole was really clicking when Carson Beck was in there. I just thought it looked smooth, hitting different guys. On that very first drive, he hits Brock Bowers for a big game that kind of sets up that first touchdown. So I asked Arian Smith how he felt about the offense where it was right now and 
he seemed like he thought it was in a really good spot, said there were still things to improve, but, you know, that has to make you feel good. And having a guy like Arian, I, I kind of think he might be a sneaky guy to keep an eye on because the biggest question has been about his health, and, and that's going to be the question going forward. Uh, the other position that I would talk about is just running back that basically they got through today. Um, I thought Roderick Robinson played well. Uh, you know, you had some of those walk-ons like Cash Jones taking significant snaps just because Branson Robinson didn't play. He was in a boot. Uh, you haven't had Kendall Milton for the majority of the spring. Andrew Paul's still working his way back from injury. Dejon Edwards was limited. We saw him out there a little bit, but he's been banged up. So to get through spring just with what they had, I thought was a big deal. And Kirby said after the fact that he felt good about the running back position. Um, didn't seem like it was a concern long term, so you have to feel good about that. Uh, Kip, other random observations, thoughts that you took away from what you saw? Well, uh, I know – you mentioned just, you know, only having Roderick Robinson out there. The other aspect is, you know, they weren't going to pound the rock regardless. In a, in a G-Day spring game, uh, one, obviously, you got recruits out there that want to see you, you know, throw the ball. But uh, you just you don't, you don't pound the rock in these situations because you don't want, you know, just to run into your defense, uh, potentially have more guys injured. Uh, you know, just throwing the ball around, it, it was going to be how this spring game unfolded regardless. But the interior offensive line. Uh, Cedric Van Pran, Tate Ravage, uh, those guys really looked impressive out there. Xavier Trust as well. And I know Kirby Smart talked about that uh, earlier this spring, just about those three guys kind of forming that, you know, that triangle and, you know, uh, affecting their defense and frustrating their defense. And, you know, I could really see it today. And we talked about these quarterbacks. You're going to have a new quarterback there. If Carson Beck, you know, he mentioned after the game, just having a guy like that that uh, pushes him as a leader, but also just, I mean, helps him be prepared before every snap. It's invaluable. But uh, those guys really impressed me with uh, this third protection. You know, you can't hit the quarterbacks, but at the same time, uh, did a good job out there in, in pass protection. Uh, and one of the things I wanted to see today was, you know, making smart decisions with the football. And honestly, throughout the day, I, I was really impressed by that, uh, especially with Carson. But, you know, uh, a tip pass, and, there, you know, there's no turnovers on the day. Uh, so... I think I was really, really impressed overall just with their decision-making and, and also uh, you know, the depth of receiver that they have. I mean, you mentioned Lovett. Uh, also, Dylan Bell is really good out there. Arian Smith catching the ball, uh, you know, with his hands uh, instead of his body. Looking healthy, which obviously is the key for him. Uh, Brock Bowers just doing Brock Bowers things. You know, you, you almost forget. You just see him make a play, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, they have the best tight end in the country on this team as well. And, uh, you know, last for me is this kind of a – we're talking about the quarterback battle. Um, I, I think the cornerback battle really impressed out there. Now in green, I believe, was with the starters. But uh, you look at Dalen Everett, a uh, really outstanding job out there. Had a big pass breakup, had a big hit uh, early in the game. And I think between him and Julian Humphreys as well had a big pass breakup. But both of those guys looked really impressive out there. Uh, that is a tight – competition right now and I think Georgia's defense is really going to benefit from those guys continuing to push each other as well as the edge group I forgot uh, you know there's some young guys out there um, this freshman class Jordan Hall looked really good but Gabe Harris and uh, as you mentioned uh, you know Damon Wilson uh, the kids are all right and they have a lot of potential Kirby's going to try to you know slow that down as much as he can because he doesn't want them reading any of that. And they obviously, they're going to be asked to do a lot in this defense. 
but they look really athletic out there. So there's a lot of speed out there in defense. No doubt. And throw Samuel and Pimba, too. I believe he had a pass deflection at one point. Mm -hmm. Before we wrap up this episode, Kip, we need to talk about what was the big news before G-Day. We were literally pulling out of my neighborhood when this broke. Bear Alexander is going in the transfer portal, a guy that I thought had a lot of potential coming into this season, into the year on a high note last year. I think it's a pretty significant blow, but I think it's a situation where, you know, I go back to a couple weeks ago when we talked to Kirby. He talked about the depth they have at defensive line. You never want to lose a guy of this talent, but it seems like there's just a lot of things going on in that situation. I think you kind of have to weigh the talent with other things. And just based on some of the reactions, too, guys like Zion Logue didn't really want to talk about it, but had talked about, you know, today he, he was very honest in saying that with the defensive line he felt like there had been some selfishness during the spring. Uh, that kind of drew my attention. Um, so I think it's a big loss as far as talent, but I think there's other factors here. And, you know, maybe at the end of the day you lose that kind of talent, but I think there are other factors that you have to consider when you, you know, react to someone of that caliber leaving, I think at the end of the day it may not be that big a deal just because of some of the other things that come with a player like Bear Alexander. If you're on a team that has the first overall pick in the draft, has three defensive linemen taken in the first round, and then probably the first defensive tackle taken in the draft this year, and you look at that and, and – don't see a future for you in that team then I think if you're Georgia I mean you just have to move on and go with the guys you got and I I mean we saw it last year with Jermaine Burton you know right after winning a national championship people were like why is this guy leaving Georgia and you know you have your reasons you have individual goals and there are things that you want to accomplish Uh, if Georgia's not that place for you then you know it's in his best interest to go somewhere else and whether that's uh, you know USC or or regardless, Georgia's got guys in place. They've got seniors on the defensive line, whether it's Zion Logue, you know, uh, whether it's Nazir Stackhouse, whether it's Tremel Walther. They got guys who've been here a long time. And they also got some young guys. We mentioned Jordan Hall, uh, you know, who's going to play a big role. A guy who is injured right now, but Jamal Jarrett's obviously going to be asked to to play more now. Probably going to, you know, move up the the depth chart and possibly play the snaps that Bear Alexander was looking to play this year. So Georgia's got a two deep right now. You know, the transfer portal is going to open up. If there's someone outside of the SEC that could help Georgia along the defensive line, then, you know, they would obviously take a long look at that as they would uh, if if there's a running back, you know, in in there that can help them as well. But that is a position that has some depth, but, you can go from depth to, you know, being real thin at that position real quick. Georgia's in a good spot right now. Uh, we'll, we'll see how the rest of the summer goes. They've now lost two defensive linemen, which you know, shown Washington also leaving. So they're in a good spot now. But, uh, you know, the margin for error is just a little bit thinner with, with Bear Alexander going because he looked good in the national championship game. He sure did. And, I mean, the, the guys I would look at who could benefit – Zion Logue and Warren Brinson. Warren Brinson, I think, is a guy that may have that opportunity with Bear no longer in the program. Uh, We're going to wrap this up. Keep in mind that the portal is now open, so keep an eye on that portal tracker that we have pinned on the message board. It's also a story. We're going to update that as guys go uh, out out of the program here at Georgia if guys decide 
um, you know, that Georgia is an option for them. If Georgia pursues some guys, we will have those updates as well. Uh, but let's get ready to wrap up this episode, Kip. Any parting thoughts on G-Day as we close the book on spring and, and kind of start the transition into summer? This offense looks like, you know, pretty explosive. And we, we've talked about that all, all spring, just the depth at the, you know, among the pass catchers. I don't think uh, it, fans of G-Day, it, it's hard to make everyone happy. If, if it would have ended 31-31 tie, you know, you'd still be sitting here going, you know, why did they allow that many points? But, you know, we've seen some spring games where they didn't, you know, they didn't get two touchdowns on the board. So uh, uh, you're never going to make anyone happy. But, it, you know, I think you look at the first-team offense and you also think about the fact that they're going against what may be the best defense in the country. Uh, you have to be really excited about this, the potential uh, for, for this roster overall, because, I mean, Georgia's defense might not face a better offense than what they saw on, on Saturday, and then, you know, you flip that. So uh, I, I think this team is, is as deep as it's ever been, and uh, if you get out of state without any major injuries, uh, that's the biggest win for Georgia. I'll just echo what Kip said and just say you, you can trust what Kirby Smart and those guys will must Chan Glenn Human were gonna put on a defense in any given year. And for the offense to have played like it did Saturday, I think it should make you feel good about the team as a whole. The offense is progressing and I think the defense still has guys that has to sort of break in. Uh, but I think that uh, you should feel good about the talent there. So we're going to wrap up this episode. Appreciate everybody for listening, checking this out. Be sure to check out the website the next few days. More stories from spring, uh, more stories from the G-Day game. And uh, keep in mind, too, there's still that 50% off deal. So if you are not a member, I would highly encourage you to become one before that deal ends. Uh, So we'll wrap this episode up. Uh, For Kip Adams, I'm Jordan Hill. Until next time, take care.